When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm like, what clown show am I living in right now? Episode 51. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? What a dick. I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. I've been dying to say that. Cuz. Cuzaroo, Cuzaroo, Slaparooney. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. 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 Hello, welcome to Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Hurley's Podcast, the only show that was watching girls poop before it was popular. I'm your host, Carl. With me today... A man who apparently doesn't hate Aaron Nimholt enough. From Tell Him Steve Dave, it's Brian Johnson. What's happening, Brian? How you doing? It's why I'm biting off of uh, Lucy's brand. I'm also going to say, let's talk some smack. I'm biting oh, off Andy. Anybody shit. who's more popular than me. My producer, Chris Wig, didn't come in in time. <laughs> so I wasn't able to wear that. But yeah, they're I just want to regain everybody's love. <laughs> they're sold out leading up to Halloween. Everyone's going as producer Chris this year. It's the, it's the it costume. Also in studio with us, because it is Jocktober, our net news girl and whole Lucy Tightbox is here. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. Welcome back to the uh, studio, Lucy. Please go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and the link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And you can watch the unedited show live or whenever you want to. We also encourage our listeners Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts, and then shit all over us in the comment section. Today, we'll have uh, the return of Mary Beth reading reviews for us. So hopefully, there's some new reviews for her to read. Word has it, there is. Now, how's that for a tease? In just a couple hours, (laughs) we'll be hearing some reviews coming through. But first, we need to review Girls Next Level. This was a suggestion from someone in the Discord. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. A show... Hosted by Holly Madison and Bridget Marquart. Is that how you pronounce her name? I don't know. So there was this show on, on E! about 20-something years ago. Girls Next Door. And it was from the, the Playboy Mansion, Hugh Hefner and his girlfriends. And the lifestyle of just partying and fucking and partying and fucking. And the hot one, Kendra, has nothing to do with these people anymore. So now we're left with Holly, who's also pretty hot. I don't know which one I like better out of those two. And uh, and wah, wah, Bridget, who are uh, now what they're doing is rewatching the old E reality show and then doing a podcast about what they saw on the show, which seems ponderous to me. I know a lot of actors are doing this with their old scripted shows. At least then there was a script and maybe some behind the scenes stuff. This is just like it was already reality. I mean, kind of. Obviously, it's quite scripted. In fact, I love that Brian's here because Brian was on a TV show for a long time 
that uh, you probably have some insight as to how these types of things actually do get produced. Uh, I do. And and we actually, for Patreon, we do a retrospective of Comic Book Men, the okay. show that I was on. What we do, though, and it's a lot different from what these girls do, is we don't just regurgitate what people already saw. It's like we pull back the curtain and give the inside scoop as much as humanly possible at every turn, because why the fuck else would you want to watch it? Right. I don't think these two women know <laughs> what the inside scoop is, because there's times when they're confused. And, and we'll get into some examples of that. But they like, did mm-hmm. the producer tell them to do that or something? It's like, you were there. Yes. <laughs> what you, you're the one who should know the answer to that. That's the whole point of you guys doing this. Brian was in Duck Dynasty, right? No, no, Jervis, that's not <laughs> that's not the show that we know him from. All right, let's get this started. Uh, this is how the show starts off. They got a fun little animation, and these two women just uh, sit around and, and chat. I'm Holly. And I'm Bridget. And this is Girls Next Level. <laughs> Welcome back to Girls Next Level, everybody. You are almost ready to leave for your vacation, right? I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm yes. so excited for you. You have to post like crazy so we can all live vicariously. I say I'm going to, but then it's another, it's a whole other issue when I get there. No, that I'm no. like, oh, I don't know. I want to see everything. <laughs> At least post the food. Okay, yeah. <laughs> vacation from what? What is she getting a vacation from? Who even wants to sit on a couch? <laughs> this is a tough lifestyle that they have. The uh, Aren't you impressed by the notes? They do have a lot of notes in front of them, yes. I, they, I felt like they didn't get to a lot of them, but Jesus, it's like encyclopedic, the amount of notes that they have to say nothing well, <laughs> the entire What they're time. doing is they're watching the episode with the commentator track on, so it's them talking about the show on top of the show, and then they come back and talk about them talking about the show <laughs> on top of the show and really like, go through it piece by piece. And what they're talking about on the most recent episode is Hugh's 80th birthday party. And so this was a crazy party, tons of celebrities. We'll get into that. And this is what they're going to talk about when they uh, they bring up this topic. We are finishing up the Hef's birthday extravaganza. It was a one-hour special on E! We're finally wrapping up the second half hour. 80 is the new 40. And when I was watching this episode, it made me think about boundaries a little bit. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this, especially if you're a woman. Sometimes holding your own boundaries is hard. I feel like if you establish any kind of boundaries in your personal life at all, or even at work or whatever, you run the risk of being called a bitch. Yes. Oh, wait a second. We're going to talk about boundaries? I thought we were going to talk about like fucking and partying and celebrities. And These are the boundaries that they figured out after they did all the partying and fucking and having fun. Yeah, these are girls next level. Right, Mm -hmm. yes. So it's funny you say that because right after that, Holly explains, you know what, actually, I didn't really have a lot of boundaries back then. Yeah, no kidding. You were dating an 80-year-old man with two other women. So (laughs) This was the whole point of the show. Correct. Yeah, it was was a fun time. And ironically, I wasn't even like really holding boundaries then. But like if I wanted even like (laughs) a minute. When I was a sex slave, I didn't really have a lot of boundaries or self-esteem. I know. Isn't that ironic? No, it's... Checks out completely. (laughs) Boundaries then. But like if I wanted even like a minute of like privacy or like my own time or anything like that, it was like, oh, she's a her. And all of a sudden that made me evil. And I'm like, what clown show am I living in right now? 
Well, um, I'll explain it. If you were on E! Entertainment Television having your life filmed while fucking a man who's 60 years older than you and partying with celebrities. So that's the clown show that you were living in. That's a show I'd like to pitch for me and Mary Beth. I just, I can't get the celebrities. I can't get the mansion. I can get the bag and the guy 60 years older than you down. That's, <laughs> yeah, all right. that's all I got. <laughs> At least 80 is the new 40. That's you know? part of the formula, yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. If you want the isotopes to show up and hey. <laughs> rock out, we can do that, too. <laughs> Let me tell you something, too, Chris. That like As you get older, that's all bullshit, because I feel like 55 is the new 65. I constantly have ailments and health issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who are we kidding here? Um, all right. What did you pick up on? Brian. Uh, well, I have a summation of the show from me. That would be my clip number three. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know what this one is. And I'm talking in commentary about how I'm always going to Aaron Brothers getting stuff framed. And Aaron Brothers went out of business. Right. I used to go there often, like all the time to get framed. Like now, what do you do? Michael's? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> the other store that does that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, I, I really thought it summed up just the the vapidness of their <laughs> yes. conversation that, like, you wouldn't even bother having over lunch, right. let alone sitting on a couch and broadcasting it to, like, I mean, 14,000 people. It's not nobody. No, I know. That was the thing that I was you know? surprised by. There is an audience for this. There are people, they're mm-hmm. not dressed in sexy clothing. They're not doing anything sexy. They're just having this conversation about a show they were on 20 years ago. And people are tuning in. And also, they're censoring it. They're clipping out bitch. I mean, obviously, all the fucks are being clipped out. Well, almost all of them. But why are they doing that? Well, who's that for? Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. Because I, I, it's not a YouTube role, right? You're allowed no. to yeah, say that kind of stuff. Yeah. I hope it's not. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> We'd be doing it quite wrong if that, uh, <laughs> if that were the case. But one of the things that you sent me was they just let fuck run out and I, and I didn't even pick up on it until mm-hmm. I went back to find your timestamp and I went, oh shit, that's terrible. <laughs> what are they thinking? What's, <laughs> what's the point of all of this if you miss a fuck and you're censoring everything else? All right, if you ever wanted to wonder how dingy these broads actually are, I have a pretty good example of that. So that reminds me though. Um, so when I went home last time, I found the Barachi dress that I had custom made uh-huh. for my um, Bridget Sexiest Beaches <laughs> premiere. I like that one because it has shells on it. Yeah, we, we put the shells uh-huh. on it and everything. It has shells on it. I like that one. It has the shells on it. Like, I, we put They're the shells on it. Pretty shells. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? It's so funny. <laughs> oh, this is the other thing too. So when they go back and actually read their notes, we're not having these dingy broad conversations. This is like every guy who thinks like, what do girls talk about these diggy bras where they're just alone with each other it's literally exactly what i would think it would be like oh my god that dress is so pretty so disappointed (laughs) it's really really just as good as it seems yeah they're talking about the show finally they're going through their notes and i thought this was an important note that they wrote down courtney looks hot courtney looks really hot courtney's in the room courtney culkin a playmate she looks hot in her leopard print outfit a playboy playmate looked attractive on the tv show (laughs) Brilliant commentary, ladies. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. No, no. You're <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> you heard so it you here first, come. for sure. That's, a, that's about as spicy as it gets. Yeah, I think so. They get into this whole thing where it turns out this guy, uh, Hugh Hefner, and there's like a whole documentary series about him that's coming out now. And I don't know why at the time he was celebrated for everything he did, even though it seems like he was maybe a bit controlling. So how he's going to talk about what her responsibilities were during this party, this 80th birthday party that they're throwing for half. Is it cuts to me in interview and I'm saying that 
I don't really have any responsibilities that have part, which is like gag me with a spoon. Like, I mean, some of the things I'm saying in this are true, but some of them aren't. That's the first big lie. I don't have any responsibilities. What the I'm required to sit there at his side the whole time. I'm required to walk down the stairs at a particular time, take a certain amount of pictures, follow him to the table, sit next to him the entire night unless I have to leave for two minutes to take a pee. I can get up and dance in front of the table a little bit if he gets up and dances and if some of the other girls get up and dance, but I can't really leave him alone. And I have to like greet everybody that comes up and poses for pictures. And it just makes me so mad when I watch myself in these interviews because it's like I have to go to bat for him and like make everything seem so normal. Now, that all sounds crazy to me. I assume that there's some dynamic there with how half wants his girls to behave, especially on a TV show at a party and things like that. But she knows specifically when she can get up and dance and where she can dance and how long she can dance for until she has to get sit back down again next to half and act like she's in love with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> there must have been a conversation then, right? I want to see footage of her getting up and dancing and him just shaking his head. No. <laughs> nope, not, not right now. Yeah. Holly? Holly? Got the nice. Yeah, we talked about we this. Not, we talked about this. <laughs> Literally. Don't all of those things seem like small concessions compared to being in your 20s and fucking an 80-year-old guy? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, it I was worth walked it. down the stairs at 2 o'clock. I had to sit next to him at a party. And, you know, sometimes I wanted to dance and he wasn't cool with it. Well, None of those seem like a big deal. <laughs> fair enough, if you say so. Um, so the other thing that's going on is these parties, you got... Bill Maher's there, Bill Maher's showing up, guys like Bill Maher are there. And it's because single celebrities can get laid pretty easily at these parties. And so uh, they talk about that here. But after I moved into the mansion, I think I just saw so much with like the other girlfriends and a lot of the other people that were around just laying down for any celebrity that came along, like wanted to f- every celebrity they saw, which if you want to do that, like by all means, like get your shit. But it was just a lot and it was, and I just saw so many people get like run through and like, I had like my own experiences I didn't love at the mansion and I just got really turned off on celebrity worship. I can see why this was a popular spot in Hollywood. I can see why a lot of the uh, celebs wanted to hang out there. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty fun time. Get your shit. It sounds great. I would have liked to be there. I'm (laughs) going to be honest. I know. The way she's explaining it, she's like, you know, I have some regrets, but it was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, honestly. She also, uh, if you could play my uh, clip number four, this is this was another example of Holly saying she's not judgy. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is great. But also part of me is like, ooh, you're digging through your daughter's drawer to find like the tiniest G-string to wrap it around a present she's giving to her 80-year-old sugar daddy. But the besides me being judgy or not judgy or whatever, I think about it. What I thought of was that's presented on this show. Like it's just this cute little family prank. But, like, you can't rehearse your strip tease in front of your stepdad, who's fully closing his eyes at the end, by the way, if any of you watch the footage carefully. But that's portrayed as, like, so gross and scandalous and what the fuck is she doing? But, like, Patty can, like, dig out the G-string and put it around a present for Hef, and, like, that's just cute and family and funny. Yeah, it's fucking weird that you guys are all dating this old man. That's why we watch the show. It's bizarre. (laughs) And no matter how, she's like, you know, whether that sounds judgy or not judgy, it's like, no, no, it's judgy. And it's okay. Yeah. You should be. You should have been judging it more than that. Because it does seem weird. Yeah. 
It's extremely weird. And I couldn't believe <laughs> they actually said that. You pulled the exact same timestamp, Brian, because they could not say this with a straight face. They wanted to, but they could not. We have some dignity, people. <laughs> <laughs> Fred is just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spit take. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, if you say so, okay. Um, all right, let's talk about the uh, the celebrities that were hanging out at these parties and how fun that was. Um, but yeah, they showed Owen Wilson, Bill Maher, of course, Donald Trump. They and show Bill Maher every I know. single time. Every time. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Bill Maher's IMDb page is filled up with like... Girls Next Door, Girls Next Door, Girls Next Door. (laughs) Ivanka Trump, Paris Hilton, Steve Valentine, Farrah Fawcett. So I looked it up, and uh, Bill Maher did make three appearances on the show Girls Next Door. He also appeared on Kendra on Top, which was a spinoff of the show that later appeared with uh, one of the stars of the show. (laughs) He's my hero. He's he's crazy. He's having a good time. Do you know why they don't like Kendra? I'm, I'm not familiar with this. Like, I remember the show being on the air. I never watched it, but I thought they were all three were friends. Brian, I do a lot of work for this show, yeah. but I will not research <laughs> why Kendra and Holly don't like each other. I refuse to start doing those Google searches for this fucking uh, show. There's no way it out. Good taste, sir. I'm going to look it up and, and give you the lowdown. Wait, hold on a second. Let me, let me do this. <laughs> I am just one man. <laughs> I cannot possibly look up why some of Hef's girlfriends from the early 2000s are no longer on speaking terms. Can, can you squeeze out a tear? <laughs> I was going to, and then Brian started laughing. And <laughs> fucked up my flow. <laughs> I was going to win a fucking Academy Award for that one, but... What else did you pick up on, Bri? Uh, I thought, if you'd play my clip number seven, I thought this was a very strange thing to say... Yeah, uh, in public. <laughs> yes, this is a very strange thing to say, especially because they're saying nothing for so long, and then they finally say something. Your ears perk up, like, "What? What's what's going on here?" And then it's like it reminded me of a store, a scandal story. It's not one I'm going to share because it's about somebody who's like not in the public <gasps> eye at all. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It took me a second, and it even. There's layers to the scandal story, and it even involves somebody who was like underage, and I don't want to out them. Like, right, that's their business. Uh, is it a crime against a child? Is their own business? <laughs> yeah, that seems a little <laughs> odd. Yeah, good point. I, I thought that was goes, such a strange thing to say. Well, it's a very strange thing to say, especially because she finally says, says something interesting. She's like, "Well, that was a scandal. Like, oh, whoa, what would yeah. happen?" But I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, obviously not. Yeah. But also the fact that Bridget knew what she was talking about without any clues immediately is a little odd too. All she said yeah. was there was a scandal. She's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> what? That's and happy what... about it almost. Like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Know, you're right. <laughs> That's what happens when you share Hugh Hefner's dick. Is that what happens? Yeah, you become connected. <laughs> oh, speaking of sharing Hef's dick, I thought this was insane. So they're talking about Kendra at the party, and she's got her jungle juice. Oh. Yeah. She's uh, a fan of the jungle juice, just like Tommy from MSCS Media. And did you notice we have a giant punch bowl on our table? Yeah, because that's Kendra and her jungle juice. Oh, I'd forgotten that was even a thing. Well, it comes back to haunt me in another party. What do you mean? Well, I feel like I should save it for that party, maybe? I want to know now. Yeah, I don't care either way, honestly. <laughs> well, well, well there, was, there was a juice with alcohol in it? I was, please, <laughs> dish. What happened? Wow. Amazing. So they talk more about uh, what was going on with the jungle juice. 
But anyway, so it's like, well, it gets worse than that. She takes the ladle and is drinking right out of it and later makes me do it too. So we're drinking right from the ladle and sticking it back in the punch bowl. How little house on the prairie of you. <laughs> no. First off, oh, little house. You're also uh, talking my language. You're also <laughs> sucking the same dick. Yeah. So this idea is just like, oh my god, I drink the same ladle as her. Oh, gross. Like, what are you talking about? But yes, I did want to address the little house of the prairie reference since we do have an expert here on little yeah, house of the prairie. You. So which episode do they drink uh, jungle juice? Right out of the ladle. Uh, not out of the ladle, but there there are a couple episodes where some jungle juice gets uh, Mr. Edwards into trouble. Uh-oh. He gets kicked out of the house. Can't stop his drinking. Mr. Yeah. Edwards. Come on. Got to get your shit together out, out of this prairie. I don't let Mary Beth watch the Mr. Edwards episodes because she has a crush on him. What the? Was that your doorbell? <laughs> yeah. I, did someone <laughs> that was my doorbell. I don't know. I don't know why it, there shouldn't be anybody at my door. I don't know why they're here. That is such an old timey sounded doorbell. Yeah. I love that. Can you tell them they hit the no, gas? It, it, it was my phone. It, co- it comes over my phone. Oh, <laughs> okay. like, that one has a doorbell like that, do they? Did, that's the guy with wood paneling in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tell, still uh, <laughs> ripping on Brian. But yeah, right. Brian, we got so hammered in Florida that we actually watched Little House on the Prairie on purpose. An entire episode. An yeah. entire episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were out by the pool and that happened to be on TV and I went, <laughs> All right, let's see what uh, what this is all about since Brian loves it so much. Was it a hit? It was great. The the daughter who's like 14 became a math teacher, and she went to teach math, and it's like, Shouldn't you graduate high school first before you start teaching math? Even back yeah. then, teachers had no respect. <laughs> oh, yeah. She got yeah. no respect for the kids. Back then, if you wanted to be a teacher bad enough, they're like, fine, just be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. All right. So they're talking about at the party, at the Playboy Mansion, you know, you have the whole outdoor area with the pool, and they have uh, a stage set up, and there's artists performing. But all the way off to the one end, there's this little area set up with a camera, and you can go and film things for playboy.com. So you can make these little videos and they post it up on their website. And just kind of like its own little enclave so that people who want to go get film for playboy.com, like that's their choice. It's not really cutting into like the privacy of the party. Right. Privacy of the party? This is a two-part episode on E! On cable television. There's not, nothing private. They listed every celebrity <laughs> who was there. What, what's, the pri- what's the private part of this? They seem to not have a grasp on the show that they were on. Right. They seem to be very confused about what was going on. Yeah. And like the way things went on. Like if you play my clip 10, like Holly is mad that editing is a thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the way they cut it on the show is it makes it look like she's in front of our table singing to Hef and we're like standing up and applauding. And one of the reasons I wanted to point this out is somebody was posting, posted this clip on TikTok a long time ago and I went to go comment on it and I saw in the comments, somebody was writing, oh my God, Holly looks so jealous right now, (laughs) which if you look at the footage, I don't think I look jealous, but we weren't, we didn't even see Paris do that. Like what we're standing up and applauding for, I think is three, six mafia. She's so beside herself. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, like how deep into, I can't, I don't know how deep into the series they were that she finally realized like, Oh shit, they're going to cut stuff to make it look like something. It isn't. Yeah. Reality shows often are not reality in any single way. Which is why it's a show. I would always say when I was on Comic Book Men, like we did this workout episode with Lou Ferrigno, and Lou was asking me, he's like, "Well, what do you eat in the morning?" And I said, uh, 
usually for breakfast, I'll just have like six to eight mini donuts, you know, those little tiny donuts. Yeah. My The editor, the showrunner, took out the word mini. So ah. it seemed like I ate six to eight donuts <laughs> in the morning. morning. <laughs> I, I, there's hilarious. one of the few episodes I watched live. I fucking texted him immediately. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, so you knew who was editing the show and you yes. were able to uh, have a discussion with them. Apparently, they were not happy with some of the editing. They have some notes for the editor of this show. As a viewer, I kind of have questions like, where was the cake? Was it like right outside the tent? Where did you have to go? How? What they're talking about here is, I guess, Bridget's gift to half was she got into the birthday cake and then came out of it. The crazy part is that they think they should have spent more time showing the preparation of that. <laughs> Not the payoff, the, the part that pe- viewers would want to see. No, they want to show the, the prep involved. As a viewer, I kind of have questions like, where was the cake? Was it like right outside the tent? Where did you have to go? How do you load into this thing? Like, I felt like that could have been included and they could have made it look really suspenseful. I agree. I agree. But they just did not want to spend much time on this at all. Like, they gave me the dance. But like, yeah. other than that, they really didn't care about the process of it at all. Maybe they should, they should go into editing, I think. Yeah. Like, let's just show all the boring stuff. Like, when I'm walking, like, towards my car, maybe you could have that be part of yeah, the show. Yeah, from seven or... different angles, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Am I understanding that correctly? They wanted to show how she got into the cake? Yes. yes. That's in, it. In that's, that's what but, they're. Uh, no, okay. but Brian, also, where was the cake? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what flavor <laughs> was the cake? I'm still wondering. I, they, they should have actually shown the person it. who baked the cake. Yeah. And then they should have shown how it was decorated. I don't know why none of this was left into the show. What were like, they watch any episode of Cake Boss, you're going to get enough cake information. Yeah, like, you don't need to put it on your show, too. Uh, what else did you pick up on here, Bri? Uh, I like that um, Holly is woke now. And if you... I, I was recently watching a retrospective of horror movies. And it's interesting how the guys today apply today's standards to back then as if they were like i was saying the same thing back then <laughs> right yeah yeah and this is holly being woke on in a uh, clip 11 so when all these women are on stage dancing and i say it looks like a rap video i'm watching this back and it is just like an anvil on my head how there is zero diversity at these parties everybody on stage is white every single girl Crazy. And obviously, I always knew that, that there could always have stood to be a lot more diversity and representation. And that was one of the things that Hef and I were trying to do when I worked at the studio and stuff, too. But you really see it here. Now, Hugh has a type. Can we all agree right. on this? It's not just white people. It's blonde-haired white women who are five foot nine and, and have perfect bodies. Stupid. With fake boobs. With yeah. fake boobs and a very low IQ. Like, he has a type. It's not just racial, I would say. Yeah, but, I mean, she was like, you know, that's one of the things Hef and I were working on. If yeah. Hef wanted there to be more diversity, yeah, that's all it would have taken. <laughs> Pretty yeah. fucking just, easy just to do, yeah. Yeah. And hindsight is always twenty twenty. I mean, so easy to say this is what I wanted back then. Of course, or, yeah. Fuck. You were the hero, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you're not going to beat out Ebony. It's the best magazine. Like, they got that market cornered. So you just do your Playboy thing and yes, work in your stay space. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Exactly. Now, you're going to be shocked to find out that part of the editing of these reality shows is they make things seem more interesting than they actually were. And they clipped things in that didn't actually happen. So we are finally walking downstairs for this big party. And do they add fake applause? 
Probably. I feel like they are known for that. Yeah. Like, I think there were probably, like, close friends of Hef's who were there at the party early. And when we walked down, they'd probably, like, clap and, like, be supportive and cute. But I don't think it was that much applause. Yeah. It's probably true. They probably sweetened it a bit, I would imagine, in post. Yeah, that was one of my clips, too, where I was like, yeah. the girls finally figure out how reality TV editing works. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! Uh, oh, this is very, very fascinating stuff. They're talking about their outfits. I know. I'm shocking that they would do that. And Howie's not talking about the outfit she wore. She's talking about the outfit she wanted to make but never got around to. Oh, that's compelling. Yeah. <laughs> I went to this place in L.A. called Mother Pluckers. I've been to Mother Pluckers. That sells feathers. <laughs> so I uh, had the peacock outfit. And I talk in commentary about wanting to eventually do a white peacock outfit, which I didn't get around to doing, but that would have been cute. It would have been really pretty. <laughs> So she already talked about this on the commentary track. It's so uninteresting. And then she had to bring it up again to hear and explain. Like, I want to do this thing and it would have been great. She's like, yeah, that would have been great. Really pretty. Really, really pretty. Also, are you guys picking up on the fact that they keep looking at the camera and it's weird? It's kind of awkward. Like usually when you have a show like this, the two hosts look at each other. Like they're having a conversation. Well, I, I, I also watched an episode prior to this. I, I watched the episode before this. Yeah. And she addresses that. That she enjoys look, breaking the fourth wall and looking into the camera. Oh, I don't. Yeah, me neither. That's what she said, though. I think it's awkward. Let's keep in mind, these women are children. I played a little bit of this clip on the teaser last week, but I had to bring it back again. Oh, <laughs> great. I made a flip book. Oh, I Remember could do flip books. I still could. <laughs> I have all of them. I love flip books. They're so funny. I used to have this one when I was a kid from the Disney store and you flip it and it's Cinderella's dress going from like rags to the dress. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> I haven't seen a flip book in a Millie. You know what? There used to be like a party favor that I went to where you step in like a photo booth type thing and it mm-hmm. makes it and you do like a whole like little thing and then it makes a flip book out of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a Perez Hilton party, I think, Mm. had that little thing there. Flipbooks are so funny. She's too dumb to operate a DVD player, so that's what she watches. (laughs) (laughs) What show am I going to watch today? Maybe I'll watch this one. (laughs) It's so funny. She really, like, she, Holly comes off as, like, dead inside. Like, (laughs) when she laughs, when she smiles, when she's, like, she's just, like, there's, I don't know if it's because she had work done or it's just her. But, I mean, I will say this. She doesn't look 44. Is she 44? Yeah, I All looked right. it up. She's 44. I'll give her that. But the problem is that she's living in her... <laughs> Which is not a great look for anyone. You notice that we're yeah. not talking all about comic book men when Brian comes out here, even though you know he's obviously hitting the decline part of his career, talking to us well, on purpose. He's got class. Yes. Yeah. I've got dignity. It's got dignity. <laughs> dignity. I've got some dignity, people. <laughs> All right. What else do you have on here? Uh, I think probably my last one was um, another one of Holly's judgments. Uh, she has a revelation about what a terrible person she was. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like a mirroring thing because I was very like slobby and starstruck too when I first came to LA. But then sometimes you see things about yourself mirrored back to you and it looks disgusting from the outside. So you're like, I kind of want to change that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, I got disgusted and I'm not trying to say it in like a judgy way on everybody else. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, no, you are. And you should. Oh, yeah, you are. Yes. <laughs> Judge right. away. Please, please do, yes. If you're like, look, I'm watching these people and feel like it's mirroring my behavior, and I was so fucking disgusted by it that I was like, I must change. Yeah. You're judging it. Yeah. It's okay. That, that's a pretty good judgment move, I would say, yeah. actually. It's, it's a, a good great time judgment to judge. call. <laughs> right. I, I, you know what? I realized I was an asshole, and then I'm like, I got to stop being so judgmental of myself. So I just continued being an asshole. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to live, too. All right. I am sorry, Brian. I that that show was a tough a tough one to watch. Yeah, it's just because they're so they're, they're just so boring. Like so they don't boring. talk about anything interesting. You're right. It's like you would think like okay, these two former Playboy models, Hef's girlfriends, like yeah. the inner sanctum and the stories they must have. And they're like, "Where do you go to get your stuff framed?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> like come on, man. I've been to that store too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We lived in the same fucking house. It was down oh, the street. You? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I know. And they even introduced the reason why I watched this specific episode. It is the most recent, but it also says we're going to be breaking down the craziest party that's ever been had at the Playboy Mansion. Like, wow, what, what are they going to be talking about? And then it's nothing. It's Bill Maher was there. Bill Maher was there. And I, Ivanka Trump, before everyone hated her, like, okay, cool. Again, what is with all the paper notes in front of them? <laughs> well, they do look at their notes quite a they bit. They just look at them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> This is this is not good. And the, what's worse for us on Who Are These Podcasts is that it only gets worse from here because it's time for the Cringe of the Week. Cringe of the Week. And this one comes in from our buddy Adam Thoreau, who's always finding Cringe of the Weeks for us. Other people can participate if they'd like to. Just send me uh, your Cringe of the Week. But this is Chris Bassett and a show called I Drank Too Much This Weekend. Uh, I went to Mexico City uh, this winter. And I got really sick, and I had diarrhea. I had diarrhea for, like, two weeks. And I had a hernia because I could feel my asshole, like, come out of my body. So I, so I squatted over top of, a, like, a hand mirror in the shower, and I could see, like, my <laughs> asshole was, like, coming out. I'm not going to the hospital. I'm my own doctor. So I just took my thumb, and I, like, pushed my asshole back inside my body. <laughs> You ever do that before, Chris? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> they still young. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, Adam. Adam's got a keen ear for these things yeah. that make us cringe. <laughs> wow. All right. We've talked about the uh, Carl Song parody contest that is going on. We got a couple submissions that came in this week. And this first one coming in from Jody. And uh, apparently, I don't know if you guys know this. But sometimes I don't pronounce the word picture correctly. <laughs> Spending my days here on StreamYard In my basement making fun of some retards John ain't had a shower in three damn days Been hanging out with Cardiff and Tukey. Whoa! Ray DeVito stand-up is dookie. Why the fuck does Kevin Brennan think I'm gay? <laughs> He's a fucking piazza. I put your picture away. Jen made some lemonade. 
and Chad Zumach just keeps lying every day. I put your picture away from the Atlanta Braves. I'm not gay, Kevin, but my front teeth go both ways. That's a good joke. <laughs> I, I like that one. That's funny. Speaking of Chad Zumach, I have a quick uh, Zumach update. Oh, good. Because somehow this came across Vinnie Paulino's path on social media. Some comic that he knows or something posted. He's out of the... Ninth annual Florida's funniest comedian competition. And so he posted this thing. The finals are uh, Sunday, October 15th. Uh, so, you know, anytime you have a, a Sunday show at a comedy club, this is not first tier material that we're talking about. And Chad Sumac is in this competition. There's, I'm counting it, there's got to be at least 20 comics on this thing who are all in the finals to be the Florida's funniest comedian. Chad's still entering into amateur competitions. That's insane. Because we do the, the fun, Rochester's funniest competition sure. here. You know, Vinny runs it every year. Buffalo does their thing. And it's all people. And then as soon as they win it or or get a name going, yeah. they don't do it anymore. Because it's weird to do that. You know, some of them do. I've seen, I've bartended there. And it's yeah, some yeah. of the same people. Uh, but not the people who get regular spots and things, right? Well, no, because <laughs> then they get regular spots. Yeah. but. I, I can see Chad. I guess where I'm going with this, I can totally see this. I can see him still trying to do well, this. Well, I hope he wins. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope he wins because if not, what the fuck? Hey, well, he, does he think he's a ringer? Like he, he's yeah. going to go in there. He's like, I have all the ex- this experience. They're all amateurs. I'll just blow them off the stage and take the prize winnings. I'm sure and he then... thinks that, yeah. If anyone is down there and wants to go to the show and report back to us, it is at the Tampa Improv, Sunday, October 15th. Where they know him. Oh, listen to this. Promo code Florida for free tickets. <laughs> so, it won't break the bank either, everyone. If you want to go check out Chad on a showcase show that's free. Wow. What did he have to do to become a finalist? I usually have to like bring friends there and shit, don't yeah. you? Isn't that usually how you it's win? It's like these an applause meter. Yeah, right. Like usually you have to know people, which is why that's shocking right there. Yeah. So I mean there's usually a ju- you know, there's a couple different factors. There's judges and there's audience and whatever. He's just gonna walk the room completely. <laughs> Could you imagine an amateur show? They're just like, all right, this sucks. I'm out of here. <laughs> a free show. <laughs> Battle of the Chads, says uh, B. Dabbler. I got another uh, song parody here, and this is coming in from my boy, Mr. Magenta. Last Dance with Lady K. He grew up in a New York town, had some fucked up feet and always let his mama down. But he grew up dumb and he grew all right with his Rochester boys as band practice nights. Well, he tried to podcast at the age of 43. He blew all the boys away with his glee. I was introduced when the show started booming. I said, I dig your book too, but I gotta get to moving on. Your show sucks now, Carl. <laughs> well, that's what Reddit says anyway. Yep. 
Last dance with Lady K. Why does everybody think you're gay? I suck a mean cock. Give me that cock. Where do you want to finish? <laughs> on my face? I don't care. I feel such <laughs> a creeping in and I'm tired of this show again. Who's got some lube for my asshole? <laughs> I'm all for blowing a guy in the back of a car. <laughs> Where he found those clips from? Is that AI Carl or something? I, I, I didn't say any of those it things. It sounds like Creep Off Carl. Could be Creep Off Carl, I suppose. All right. Since we're uh, we're doing some music, I decided to check something out I haven't looked at in a little bit. I love to eat peanut butter. I love to eat honey. And uh, I also love to eat beans. Beans. I look great. I feel great. Beans. I look great. I feel great. Peanut butter, honey, and bean beans. Of course, we're talking about Jerry Banfield. He did not write that song, <laughs> and I'll prove it to you because he's got a new music career that he's working on. And what he's doing is he's just writing a song every day or so. In fact, he put together, he just posted this morning, it was 12 hours straight of him making AI music in all different genres and styles. Oh, God. So he found something else to not make money at. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yeah, because it had three views on it. So like, no one gives a shit about this. I don't know why... He's doing that, but he posted this song recently. It's called If I Had Cancer. And I got to ask you guys, as we're checking out these tunes he's posting, has he had a break from reality? I wonder what's going on with him mentally. This is not what a normal person would put out on the internet. Song 97 by Jerry Banfield Music, If I Had Cancer. That's right. In a world where fate is seldom set in stone, I walk a path that's truly all my own. With every bite, every hug, every tear, every laugh, I've set my course, veered away from the harmful path, poor food, love, understanding. No, I just have to point out that when I was seven, I was a better rapper than this. Yes. This is really, really bad. He has, oh, that's rap? I think so, yeah. He has no <laughs> oh rhythm. My God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, I, well, you wouldn't. I thought it was like spoken word punk rock approach type no, thing. Maybe. I, was, I was wondering if the isotopes might do an instrumental cover of it. <laughs> I don't think you can because <laughs> there's no melody. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the name of this is Banface, for some reason. I guess it's his new persona or something. Is uh, that him as Tony Montana? I think so. That was my take. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day, mind over matter, keeping darkness at bay. With lessons from Morjani and the books I've read. No, fear of cancer. Just life ahead. But yeah, you're right. Maybe it's like an iced tea kind of thing. When iced tea right. started doing the punk rock stuff. Body, body mm-hmm. count. Body count yeah. in the house. The music sounds like it's done by Patty Seacups. <laughs> yeah, the music's really <laughs> bad. Okay. 
I'm sorry. That was a little off-putting for all of us. <laughs> Let's check out a different genre okay. that he's working on. This is a song called You Can Text. <laughs> so topical. <laughs> you can. Yes, you can. Okay. I'm texting her back. Definitely texting her back. But I saw you cruising online, hoping for a sign that you'd be mine. Every text sent, every message relayed, seeking that connection, hoping you stay. Back in the day, laying in bed, and dreaming of the woman that I'd wed. Fell short many times, love always amiss. Haven't found that bliss, still searching for this. Elementary dreams, young mind so pure. Thinking about the future, what it have in store. I've been on the lonely road, nice, cold, and long. Looking for one to make my heart strong. <laughs> no, 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 no. shoehorn. Yeah, that was not great. But also, though, this is definitely rap. We can all agree this is rap, right? Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to rap about banging bitches and hoes, not about how like they don't like you and you dream about like maybe they'll talk to you one day. They don't. You try to slide to the DMs and they block you. Text like, a- etiquette. <laughs> yeah, like, this is so depressing. You don't think there's an audience for that though? Like, <laughs> no, because most people can't. Most people can't relate to. The, the bitches and the money and the jewelry and all that other stuff, but they can relate to being a loser like Jerry Banfield. Well, it has four views and two of them are me so far. So <laughs> I would say no. Not you didn't even views. like it for him? <laughs> There's zero likes on Not there. even boosting it. Sorry. Loki <laughs> is my promise, my pledge to you. Help me become better. Guide me through. Together we'll rise side by side. Facing our flaws, no more need to hide. Loki's my promise, my pledge to you. need to hide i got my flaws drink has been my bane video games all night drowning in the pain but for you girl i see a better me getting sober aa breaking free you talk about yoga body and mind i'll join shed this weight leave the past behind imagine oscars in the bahamas blue locked in a cabin just me and you he's not good at writing lyrics i just noticed i picture his wife leaving for an actual job saying now honey don't squander your day Oh, I'm hard at work. What are you talking about? Let's not forget to update that resume. I love how he lists all these negatives. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, but girl, I'll change for you. Like, <laughs> like Lucy, if somebody, if a guy approached you and was like, hey, here's why I'm a terrible, terrible person, but I think I could probably change for you. Oh, I'll I go to AA. How's totally that? in. Totally in. For sure. <laughs> Lucy might actually, that might actually be a good uh, strategy with Lucy. Yeah, it's true. She yeah. needs a fixer upper. Yep. <laughs> I like that he's just like, I got a lot of bad habits. I'm up all night playing video games. Who doesn't want to suck my dick? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's terrible. Okay. Here's one more for us. I am from the sun. And I've made it very clear over the years. I'm a big fan of Ween. I'm a big fan of the Beatles. Because they can play so many different genres, so many different styles. No two songs sound alike. Same with Jerry Banfield. So, okay, maybe you could text is not a, a great track, but the next one, who knows? Full of uh, possibilities here for us. I'm from the sun by Jerry Banfield Music. Mm. <laughs> He's excited. Flying down from the radiant sun to earth, my journey's begun. In the cosmic arcade, I made a deal. Choose my parents to make it real. Pixelated memories in a big quest. Choosing life, I choose the best. Life's a game, can't you see? But I forgot to truly be me. I am from the sun, <laughs> shining so bright. Choosing my path, 
finding the light. Remembering now. It's all just a game. I, I have to say, if you're from the sun, finding the light is not difficult. I think that would be like the easiest <laughs> I would part. agree. Yeah. That's, that's the least of it. your worries. Yeah. <laughs> In the beginning, doesn't he sound? He sounds like E Rock rapping as the virus. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> every life, every journey is never the same. Struggle and fail, lost and afraid. Addictions mask the light of day. But deep down, a spirit knew I'm the creator. The sky so blue, glimpses of past lives. Stars I've spun, memories of battles lost and won. Jesus. So. He's untalented, but also crazy at the same time. That's <laughs> yes. not a good combination. No. Common, but... <laughs> it is common. You're right. I was, I was just trying to think about, like, there's a lot of crazy artists that get very famous because they're talented. They're crazy, but they're very talented. Sure. Jerry doesn't have that. No. That's not going to happen for him. He's, he's banging on all these tunes. I don't think it's going to work out for is him. Is he making up these lyrics on the spot? He must be running. <laughs> he's down. I know. Either way, it's, it's bad. slightly impressive. <laughs> either way, it's bad, but yeah, I know. Either way. <laughs> a good point. You think there's a chance he's freestyling right there? I was, I let's let's know. okay. Let's listen well, a little bit hope, more, right? Yeah, right. let's think that maybe he's freestyling. Maybe he's making this up. I do remember when he wrote his second song for this new music channel. He did a four-hour video showing the making of that song, and that was the <laughs> yoga song that he did. And he definitely wrote those lyrics down. He was very proud of himself. But maybe he's trying something new. All right, let's listen and assume he's making this up on the fly. A grave void, peaceful and still. Death's embrace, a tranquil thrill. AA meetings, hypnosis and prayer. Meditation and yoga, love in the air. Communities of joy, books of insight. Gotta be through my darkest night. I am from the sun, a beacon in space. Teaching and learning, setting the pace. Life's edge is soft, and when you know the truth, eternal spirit, forever youth. <laughs> I was wondering how, how he was going to rhyme yeah. that. All right. There's no way he's coming up with this. He okay. must have written this down, right? Yeah, it sounds like it. You guys all agree with me on that? <laughs> oh, man. He said he's married? Well, yeah. Last I knew, I haven't done a ton of research at his current situation, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was watching one thing. He was talking about how he gets the kids up in the morning, gets them off to school. Right. Could you imagine oh. living with that? <laughs> That's a reality show, right? There. That's well, yeah. a reality show. You're right. That would be a reality show because I got to imagine he's very proud of this stuff. So when his wife gets home from work, mm-hmm. he's like, you got to see what I did today. She's like, oh, my Fuck. God. Uh, <laughs> you still doing Checks the music the thing, Jer? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> he used to teach people how to use Excel and stuff like that. Like right. He had a very different career he path. He was a life coach at one point. Life coach. He was a cop. Was yeah, his, his real job? A cop. Yep. He was playing video games for money, right? That's right. Yeah, he was a gamer for a long time. Yep. Alcoholic. Who He's done this it guy, all, man. He's a Renaissance <laughs> man. Yeah, he yeah. really is. He can be bad at everything. It's amazing. <laughs> Speaking of bad at everything, don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. Now, Brian, if I'm not mistaken, I think you're a big fan of Patty Broken Skull. Love him. Yeah. Love him. We all Can't love get enough of him. We all love Patty Broken Skull. And he started a new YouTube channel. We've talked about this. 
called Bread Scar Wheat Club. And it's a takeoff on uh, Mike David. Red Bar? Red Bar, yeah. Bread Scar Wheat Club is this show where I guess he's trying to be like Red Bar, where he's watching a video and he's talking about it. But what he's decided to do, he's decided to review his own show. (laughs) So this is him reviewing the nine-minute podcast. This is Patty Next Level. This is Patty Next Level, (laughs) yes. So it's what's bizarre about this, I don't want to tell you what to think about it. Maybe I'm wrong. But he's so bad at podcasting originally and then he's even worse at reviewing him podcasting originally. <laughs> That's impossible. It seems like you couldn't be able to pull it off. But if there's one man who can, yeah. it's my boy, uh, Patty Seacops over here. Puke water, whatever. And today we're talking Nine Minute Podcast. Have you heard of this fool? Have you heard of this? He's doing a voice. He's doing a Definitely worth checking out. The guy's got like 75 followers on subscribers on the YouTube. Not doing well. Not doing well, but interesting content nonetheless. So the audio and the video are not in sync with each other for some reason. So that's a little jarring and annoying, but. (laughs) Welcome to the Bread Sky. We're going to be looking at fools. We're going to be kind of giving our assessment on uh, just the fool themselves. What, what, What the situation might be in today's first First clip is going to be featuring the 9-Minute Podcast. Let's take a listen here and see where this goes. Welcome to the 9-Minute Podcast. So? Man, I don't even know where you're from. You don't know where I'm from. You look like you fell down a flight of stairs. Oh, the audio's already off. I got bling on. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's shiny. Right. My jewelry is from a corner flea market. I would have assumed. I would have assumed that. Shut up. Now, my main confusion here is like, what is it for? Could you imagine if his kids find this? They're like, Mom, what happened to Dad? Is he going to go away for a while? This is insane. Yeah, they thought he was weird before. Yeah. Now, this isn't. It can't be an impression of Mike David. He doesn't no. think he's doing a Mike David voice, right? No, because that voice is so bizarre, what he's yeah, doing. I'm there. not even sure what he's going for. Because yeah, it doesn't sound like him, but that doesn't mean that he's not trying to do That's him. That's true. <laughs> That's true. What's it for? Is somebody laughing at this in the background? Is somebody just giggling? I mean, the guy looks to be inside of a shoebox. And we know that the best comedy doesn't come from the shoebox. We know this. So right, the, the easiest thing in the world to do is to rag on this guy for his shitty podcasting, and he cannot do it. Yes, he's got nothing. That's amazing. It's amazing. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't work, right? Right. Yes. So he must be on some sort of public assistance. Right. I've never been more happy that my taxes are going to support the arts. <laughs> <laughs> right. This I can get behind. You know, some of the some of the stupidest thoughts are in shoe boxes. You know. Some of the. Let's hear some more. Okay. <laughs> my turn. You're my turn. Material on the shoeboxes, like, apparently. I've worked for it. It's my opportunity. For for what? I mean, just terrible. 
Oh, he's wrong. He's not wrong. But... <laughs> That's kind of funny. My stepdad doesn't think I like girls. I, wear dumb I don't think anybody thinks you like girls. I don't think anybody thinks you like girls, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> Is he repeating his own joke from three years ago? I think so. On his new show? <laughs> this is crazier than Banfield's shit. This might be crazier than Banfield's stuff, but that's why I wanted to present it in this order. Because I wanted to get your guys' take on this. It's building. <laughs> it really is. My blood hurts. My teeth are numb. I'm not allergic to cocaine. It just makes my teeth numb. Don't worry. I wasn't suicidal when my mom caught me with a belt around my neck. I don't even wear real glasses because my eyes are fake. Whoa. Your eyes are fake? That's what you're trying to tell everybody on your YouTube channel, that your eyes are fake. That's your joke. That's your big... <laughs> I forgot what his show used to be, where he just had a series of bizarre non-sequiturs. My grandfather used to sleep standing up. <laughs> right. He's just like, okay. And moving on. Yeah, he thinks these are jokes for some reason. He pauses for laughter. If you just listen to the audio, it sounds like that guy who was stalking Bjork right before he blew his head off. You know, like that's. Yes. Get real. So, like I said, guys, please get over there to the Nine Minute Podcast. Let them know the Bread Scars watching. Join the Week Club. But let's have some more shmi. I don't know if I can make any more of this. What's really funny is the, <laughs> the comments underneath. He responds to every single comment. Print out some wood paneling for your backdrop. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of different comments on here. This guy was one guy writes uh, corny. He was probably the first comment on here. So Patty decides to respond to that. Not once, not twice, but yes, thrice. Three responses <laughs> to one word. He goes, you would know, Eric Foreman, be original or bury yourself. And then he's like, I wasn't going to announce your rights. Good. Anything to impress you. And then he's like, oh, hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> Brett Scar, join the week club. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so all the personalities showed up for that. So then uh, the most unoriginal guy on the internet, folks, and he writes, why do you keep finding it then? Watching it. Are you a masochist and just really, really stupid? Or do you just follow what everyone else does? Speaking of unoriginal, I'd say bend the knee, but you probably won't get back up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Burn. Come, yeah, come come to a live one day. Come, wait, come to a live one day, little fella? What is going on in his head? And then he has to respond to that again and say, bread star, join the wee club. Ha, 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 ha. He might have had a break with reality, now that I think about it. But on his other channel... This other channel where he's awesome and doing a great job or great show, whatever it is. I never remember. He did a, uh, a Matt Reif video recently. Now, Matt Reif is a guy I talk to Blind Mike about from time to time because he's this comedian who sells out theaters like a year in advance or 18 months in advance or some crazy shit. He's got this huge audience and he puts out all of these videos on social media that's him doing crowd work. And it's terrible. And people lap it up. They seem to love it. And his crowd worker is just like, oh, what do you what do you do for a living? I'm a nurse. Oh, she's a nurse. <laughs> hey, she, buddy, where'd you get that shirt? That's what she said, what she said all right. <laughs> it's so bizarre. So anyway, he decides to put together a video about how Matt Reif sucks or something. Because he does these, these little videos about comedians and calls them out. 
So I'm like, oh, okay, well, we can all make fun of Matt Ryan. And for all the commenters on my last video getting upset that I mentioned Stav in any kind of negative light, good. He so wait a second. <laughs> so we're talking about Matt Ryan, but first, the first thing we have to do is comment about people who commented on his video about Stavros. Okay. Are we going to get this out of the way and then move on to Matt Ryan? I hope so. Stav is only a problem for me because no. he's disgusting, and I get it. Some so of you enjoy Stav? poop, vomit, or uncircumcised humor because you can relate. You yourself are a demented bridge troll as well. So, of course, you're attracted like an unwashed magnet to another unwashed magnet. You're attracted like an unwashed magnet to another unwashed magnet. You know that old saying. Swing and a miss. <laughs> what? What's he talking about? These are the ones he scripts. Like, he actually writes this down yeah. and performs it. Okay. Weird. No problem. We've all seen jackass. But you can't make an argument that being attractive doesn't matter because whether or not Matt Reif is funny doesn't matter. He still has more followers than most of these dudes, and it's because he gives off the impression that he bathes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Attractiveness and bathing are related somewhere. That's what he just said. I don't think they're related, but all right. I'll give it a whirl. I mean, isn't it enough <laughs> proof that Stavros doesn't get laid as often as he claims due to how impressed he is with his own ability to eat box? Is he also counting every time he kisses a girl as hooking up? Because if you look like that and your main skill in the bedroom is oral, then you're lying about your sexual prowess. We're talking about Matt Rife here. Focus, Patty. I want to get your take on Matt Rife. This video is called Matt Rife's Better Than You, a comedy mystery. And all he's talking about is how gross Stav is. Yeah, stop thinking about Stav. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird, actually. A lot of hot girls would sit on an ugly guy's face, but they don't want to see him naked or have to touch him. A lot of hot girls would sit on an ugly guy's face? I don't know that that's true, accurate. Lucy? No, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say no. Okay. For women. He kisses a girl as hooking up. Because if you look like that, and your main skill in the bedroom is oral, then you're lying about your sexual prowess. A lot of hot girls would sit on an ugly guy's face, but they don't want to see him naked or have to touch him. Well, then why are they sitting on his face? So they don't have to see his face anymore. <laughs> I, I, I can vouch for that. It's true. <laughs> yeah, but I'll bet your beard tickles. That, that might be it. They're using me, goddammit. <laughs> when you sit on a guy's face, he's going to assume that... You want him to take his clothes off. I'm just saying. It's very possible you're leading him on in this scenario. I had no idea. Yeah, no, I know. I think, I think you should know that going into yeah. it. I'm going to let you eat me out all night, but, but please keep your pants on. You put another pair on just for <laughs> just <in> safety. <laughs> now, in my opinion, more of us can relate to a guy that takes care of himself rather than a guy that doesn't. It's pretty clear. If you shower daily, you'd prefer a guy who presents himself similarly. So I've met Stavros twice. Okay. I've, I've, there's photographic evidence of this. He's not a smelly guy. He, he obviously showers. <laughs> he's, he's a clean guy. He's fat. He's bald. But I don't know why all of a sudden Patty's got this thing where the guy doesn't shower or bathe or something. I don't understand that. Yeah, he's equating it with taking care of yourself. And I just think a shower is a given. <laughs> yeah, I right. just assume yeah, everyone I around me has showered. <laughs> he's trying to dunk on this guy. He's like, I shower every day. Like, yeah. okay. Well. <laughs> okay, what else? <laughs> what, what else do you do? But if you drink directly out of a two-liter, take showers every three days, and never brush your teeth, you will prefer guys like Stavros or Mark Norman. So now the women don't shower. 
I don't know what's going on in his head on this one. This analysis is not doing it for me. I'm a little confused. Although, if you do have good hygiene and still think Stav is funny, that's also because you're the same type of person to visit the circus to see the bearded lady or the wolf boy. Okay. You like a freak show. Now, this is classic Patty shit here. Yeah, it is, because I like Stavros because he writes really funny jokes. Mm. It makes me laugh. I also like a bearded lady and a wolf boy, so maybe he's onto something. <laughs> you can like a lot of things. Yeah, I know. I do. I do like a lot of things. I have a lot of interests. <laughs> you want proof? Well, that Hasbilla guy was a phenom. He's just a 20-year-old short guy. Hold on a second. How is that proof of anything? Yeah. <laughs> there's a 20-year-old there's a dwarf who's popular on social media. What does that prove? I don't know, but I know that he thinks this is gold. <laughs> I know that little people are hilarious, but... Oh, no. So, somehow Lucy Tightbox went, went black on us. Oh, no. Goodbye. All right. We'll figure that out. But anyways, you can be funny without having a six-pack or hair on your head. But presenting yourself as a disgusting, filthy animal that eats his own boogers is just not funny. And if you think it's funny, you're easily entertained. And perhaps that's why I'm not your cup of tea. And in that case, good. I can't imagine having to shake the hands of most of these people that call themselves his fans. There is no way they've ever heard of soap. And a lot of energy was wasted by... This is about Matt Reif. All he's talking about is bathing in soap for some reason. (laughs) I don't understand it. You guys trying to argue that Stavros is funny. Yet nobody took the time to try to argue that he's not disgusting. Which means you missed the point, but I still got you off your couch and irritated. And it is true. Everyone laughs at a fart. But when the fart grows two legs, loses a front tooth, and talks about his nightly tryst, it's hard not to call him out. Because I'd call him out if he had a steady girlfriend. Because I'd be concerned for her health. Stavros is like that Pokemon coughing. He's just a meat circle floating room to room, filling each with some sort of green smog that nobody can stand. Whereas Matt Reif just smiles while doves fly out of his ass. I'm not saying being attractive is required. I'm saying hygiene is. Especially yeah, when you're God 400 damn. pounds. No, you keep saying it over and over again. No, we get it. It's not a good point, but we do get your point. Yes. But I would be annoyed in the same way if all Matt Reif joked about was all the hot women he's regularly banging. Most of these comics need someone to run their social media, while Matt Reif simply needs someone to run his DMs. But, in any capacity, that personality is not a funny one. Would you doofuses laugh at a fat guy when he steals your girlfriend because he's funnier than you? Probably not. But then again, most of your girlfriends are just a piece of fur that you keep next to your pillow. Until the next one. What? Like, <laughs> subscribe. Are people jerking off to pieces of fur? I've never heard of such a thing. I'll give it a whirl. But yeah, I mean, try anything. Why? It's just porn. <laughs> it's it's weird because, like you say, about? he he writes this down and then and then reads it. So, of all the choices. Right. He went with piece of fur. I say this all too often, but there's some Tom Myers going on here with his delivery, the lack of word economy, and the lack of an actual joke. And some right. very odd choices. I don't know. I think the fur sounds kind of sensual. <laughs> speaking of... Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed. Speaking of Tom Myers, check out how he ended his uh, most recent episode. And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and Ward Morrow. But before we go, a final thought. Rose Montoya, a TikTok influencer, was banned from the White House after she photographed herself topless on the White House lawn. That's a surprising action for the White House to take, 
considering all the exposed boobs that have previously occupied the Oval Office. <laughs> the real crime here is that she missed an opportunity to post, along with a photo, my name is Rose Montoya, you saw my tatas, prepare to cry. <laughs> I learned many things over our summer break. For instance, no one likes it when you comment Happy Pride Month on MMA videos on YouTube. I also learned we should all have the freedom to express ourselves how we like. For example, there is a fan at Orioles games who dresses in orange and white robes dressed like Jesus. Of course, he's immediately more popular than the other orange Jesus who goes by another title, the 45th <laughs> president of the United States. The fan dressed as Orioles Jesus gives me a solution that will benefit all Orioles fans. If the Orioles lose their playoff run, then the only condition for the Angelos family to keep ownership of the team would be to nail John Angelos to a cross and force him to sing a karaoke of Always Look on the Bright Side of Life with James Corden. <laughs> After which, we gladly trade him to get Brooks Robinson back. Aww. Aww. Good night. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> aw. So this was recent? Yeah. So he dropped that affectation. Real he did. Quick, yeah. Didn't by, he? by the end of the show, he stopped doing the Scottish guy, apparently. <laughs> what with all those Oriole references? I know he's very excited the Orioles you know, won their division. It's a big deal. I get it. But no one knows what the fuck you're talking about, Tom. Yeah. Or any of those other references, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> when he did the boobs in the White House, it was just like, oh, no, he's not going to. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> lowest hanging fruit possible. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Quick update, speaking of the worst, Stuttering John. We did our roundtable yesterday. Thanks to everyone who checked that out. It's still up on our, our YouTube page. thought it was a, a good discussion. People seem to enjoy it. And uh, the big news yesterday is that Stuttering John was suspended for a week from uh, his YouTube channel because a guy pranked him and went on there. Uh, people seem to think that Patrick Melton got the link from John because Patrick Melton was calling out Shuley recently. Mm -hmm. And so John's like, oh, you're calling out Shuley? Come on my show and call out Shuley. You know, he has the same thinking as Kevin Brennan. Patrick Melton doesn't like stuttering John. John's been calling him fat for weeks and weeks now. Mm -hmm. And so John's just thinking they're going to be buddies now because they both don't like Shuley. It's not how Patrick Melton thinks because he's a rational person. He's like, no, fuck you. So the theory is, and I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what people are saying, is that Melton got the link from John shared it on social media or something. Someone picked up on it, pretended to be the devil storian, went on John's show, didn't sound like the devil storian at all, completely different accent. John fell for it because he's an idiot. And then this guy hit a button that started showing a woman taking a shit while someone was yelling the N-word over and over again. And John panics and he, ah, he, he takes it off, but it, by then... The damage is done. It was too late. It was too late. The damage was done. Yes. So John now has <laughs> has put out a post and he has decided to quit. I'll I'll read this to you. He says, I'll not be podcasting anymore after the debacle that Patrick Melton pulled with his racist gag. It has made me see the light to leave the Dabbleverse. I am taking my girl to Jamaica tomorrow. I'll honor my political show for my patrons. Shame on at YouTube for not honoring my appeal. 
So he has decided to quit the dabble for something that I predicted he could not do. I assume he's talking about Jamaica Queens, not real Jamaica, oh, right? I would imagine. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I know. What is that little stupid brag in there, too? He like, can't help himself. He really he's can't help himself. It. I know. Yeah, it's so weird. Because has he even talked about the fact that he had a vacation coming up or he was going somewhere? I don't think or so. Or a girl. Well, the, <laughs> the girl could be the girl from Vegas, which that was a mystery, too. That yeah. thing. I still don't understand how that works it seemed like he rented a family for a weekend something like that because <laughs> if it was still ongoing he would break his arm flexing <laughs> right yes plus he hits on women in his chat all the time yeah so he seems like he's single it would be, sure does would be my guess although people have said that about me too right lucy hello looking good <laughs> thank you <laughs> so john is quitting podcasting or at least uh anything that has to do with the uh, the dabble verse and I don't think this will happen. I think once he gets his channel back, he'll be back to doing it. And I was actually messaging with one of his ex-moderators, and uh, she seems to think that the worst thing you can do is embarrass John, and John has been embarrassed. And so he's going to hide for a little bit, but then he's going to come back swinging even harder than ever. He's going to be so pissed off. And his only goal in life is to make Shuli's life miserable. And he's doing just the opposite. He's making Shuli's life fantastic. Yeah, Shuli seemed to be in a very good mood. Yesterday. Oh, he was in a great mood. <laughs> and we, we're all dunking. And we oh, got the yeah. trampoline house. And we could do the flip dunk <laughs> and everything like that. Like It was ridiculous. There was a guy in a monkey costume jumped over And us. John's in the dunk tank. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason you can't take John seriously when he says things like that is like, essentially he's saying, I'm going to cut off my only source of income. How do you yes. guys like that? Right, like he yeah. can't do it. He's also quit before. Yeah, I was going to say, we've yeah. all heard this before. <laughs> yeah. And I brought this up yesterday when the chips are down and he loses. Mm-hmm. Everything's toxic. Right. Yeah, he loves being part of it yeah. when Shuey's channel is getting struck. And then, oh, they're down for two weeks and he's yeah. celebrating. He's got the party hat on and the party favors. He's all excited <laughs> about it. And then it happens to him. He's just like, you guys are dicks. Yeah. How could you celebrate this? I yeah. can't live in this world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost like he's a narcissist. Or a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both, I would say. I don't know, Brian. What do you think is going to happen? I believe that he will come back immediately. <laughs> okay. and I, 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 I don't I don't think he has it in him to stay away. He, he likes the attention. And he is not going to be able to substitute teach, right? So no. how else is he going to make money? Well, here's what I think I know. John either got fired. He says he got fired from his job at the school. But... Before that, he was saying how he was going to get the certification to become a science teacher. So either he decided not to study for the certification, which is what he said happened, mm. or he took it and he failed and he's embarrassed by it. But either way, he can't teach in California. Well, no problem. He owns a house in Florida. From what I've heard, he also failed whatever certification you need to have to be a substitute <laughs> teacher in Florida. So he doesn't have a lot of options as far as teaching goes right now. He I could th- drive for Uber. Again, well, he, I think you pointed this out before. He got a taste of those super chats, and I think he just lost the will to teach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was having way too much fun. I mean, in spite of how much he said it was rewarding and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, it turned out that was all bullshit. Yeah. And he could get his voice out there because obviously, like even when he left, like maybe the uh, stuttering John pylons like slowed, but they certainly didn't stop. No, correct. Like, there was still like Shuli and those guys really were able to stretch out. <laughs> he he left. On November 1st, and we had DabbleCon in the beginning of February. Right, <laughs> it was right. like we were still celebrating John in all the ways that he hates for months after he left oh, the internet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it must drive him wild to watch that and be like, I'm not cashing in on it. And now he knows he can cash in on it. And then oh, he has that's to. Bad. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Not to not to the degree that you guys do, but... <laughs> right? <laughs> Obviously. And Brian, thank you for the super chat yesterday. We had a, a very good day. Oh, you got as it. far yeah. as uh, participation in that show, which, which was called Point Devil Point. My buddy uh, Vinny Paulino, who's also good friends with John, made this logo for us. Which is, uh, I mean, I mean, it wasn't Vinny Paulino. It was another friend of mine who does artwork like that. That's what I meant to say, because Vinny and, and John are tight. As we all know, yeah, so how is Vinny doing with all this news that John left? Is he uh, beside himself? Is he? You know, I was at the club last night. Vinny wasn't there, but um, the the guy who runs the club, I was talking to him, and he's like, "These fuckers are giving us negative Yelp reviews and and all this shit. We're getting emails all because John's coming to the club. He doesn't care about that sort of thing. It's not bothering him. No, he's taking it in stride. Yeah, he's taking it in stride. He's just like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't want John to make any money." I'd- just want to let you know they kind of think he's a prick. Yeah, it is funny when people think back to Stuttering John on on Stern, and they're like, "Why does this nobody yeah. create such a shitstorm?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's not part of the world, so when he's seeing this stuff, he's going, "Carl, what is going on with this shit?" I'm like, "Well, you know, he threatens to like beat people up a lot. Have someone wants, else do it. He wants to fight everyone. I mean, he even said just this week, someone goes, "What are you going to do if there's a bunch of hecklers there?" Or, you know, it's going to be 90% trolls in the audience. And John goes, I'll take care of them. Like, you're going to start fighting everyone yeah. at the comedy club? You can't do that. 300 sir. hecklers at once. <laughs> <laughs> he really has this exaggerated sense of self. Yeah. That he's just going to, and him and his, his buddy, Hitman Dan, who's the same age. They went to high school together. These guys are almost 60. They're going to go around beating up a room full of people. <laughs> Not that anyone wants to commit violence on John. I, I'm not implying that at all. It's not the case. People just want to have a, a laugh. But the fact that that was John's go-to, here's where I'll get them back. Yeah. No, no in-between. No, can, can you just say, like, their their mom is a whore? I mean, there's other things you could do here, John. You don't have to punch people in the face. It is funny that, like, all these, like, middle-aged to older men, like, guys my age, even guys your age, is, like, their first jump is to, like, well, let's fight. Yeah. And then nobody ever fights. Nobody oh, yeah. boxes. Not a single glove is laced <laughs> right. up. No, like nobody does shit. <laughs> well, and I wonder. I, I always equated it back to when John had the cabbie fight. That was part of his glory days moment. He made a lot of money on that mm. fight. He got sponsors. So I think one of the reasons why he's like, let's do a boxing match, is thinking back to that and how great that was and wanting to relive it. But part of me also thinks that John must know this will not get sanctioned anywhere yeah. because in order to actually have a, a boxing match like this. You have to get the state involved to have it approved. Yeah. Two people just punching each other. We're not doing it in the backyard. <laughs> You're right. So, <laughs> Although we could. So I would imagine that any type of uh, physical or any type of health screening you'd have to do for this, they'd be like, John, you shouldn't even be driving a car, let alone taking a punch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I bet you the bum fights copyright is up for grabs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's funny. He qualifies. He would, yes. He would qualify for that. So I don't know um, what's going to happen with John. He's very butthurt right now. He can't come back for a week, even if he wanted to. He has been tweeting, although I wouldn't know that. I'm still blocked on there. I don't know what he's tweeting about. But uh, we hope he comes back and... and Gets us all back again. Well, will he go on someone else's show in the meantime? He'll be in Jamaica, so I don't know. I don't oh, know he's going to be in Jamaica, like right. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Forget about that, man. I think he'd be a big get right now. 
he was overexposed for the longest time. I'm like, he's doing too many shows. And now all of a sudden, I'm like, if he's on a show, I'm watching him. I'm oh, watching every second yeah. of it. I want to see what he has to say about this. But um, I hope he comes back. Um, I, I do hope he changes his angle a little bit because it's not working for him. He keeps trying the same stuff over and over again, and it's just not working. This idea that he's always winning, that is like this weird thing. Where he's always like, winning, winning again, always winning. <laughs> every way that you can measure this, he's a loser in every single way, yeah. especially now that he's lost his channel for a week. Sometimes he's saying winning from his bed. <laughs> right. Mean, John, look, look at these losers. Do you hear yourself. $50 you super yourself. chat. <laughs> like, His voice has changed so drastically over the last couple of years. It's like yeah. it's like guttural at this point. Like there's constantly something in his throat. I was watching uh, Phil Elmore. He was analyzing this and he goes, you know, everyone's voice changes as they get older, your voice gets deeper. John is two different people. It is a completely different yeah. person now when you hear him talk. Even from when he first started his podcast. Just six or seven years ago, he sounded so different than he does now. But um, John's a piece of shit. Speaking of pieces of shit, <laughs> Opie, my my buddy Greg Hughes here, he put out a tweet where he shows Anthony Cumia's uh, Twitter page, and it says Aunt Anthony Cumia is blocked. And Opie wrote, "Get it? Good one, good good one, Opie. <laughs> good good stuff, buddy. What a fucking asshole." What a guy. Yeah, what, what a guy. What does that achieve for him? <laughs> what does that achieve for him? I don't know. I mean, okay, you, you're a shock jock, and you, you're calling out your friend who had a, a health problem. Good job. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> that man was born without a fucking heart. I, he really is an asshole. Well, he thought, like, this is my moment. This is where yeah. when I can really, like, get in there and sting Anthony. And I think people in general are like, um, sure. Okay. Well, it's ridiculous, too, because Opie's the guy who's lost – Two of his hosts, co-hosts now. So That's Carl true, yeah. Ruiz and um, Vic, Henley. Vic Henley both passed away. And Opie even came out and said, there's another guy who refuses to host with him because of that, who I'm pretty sure is Sherrod Small. <laughs> he goes, it wasn't Sherrod Small, but I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the fact that if if another one of his co-hosts dies young, I mean, this is going to look really bad for Opie, I would think, right? I mean, people are going <laughs> to draw some connections here. I've never... Co-hosting with Obi, so. <laughs> yeah, don't. I think we'll be good, but I don't know about um, Cardiff. Cardiff's yeah. been out with Opie quite a bit, so oh, Cardiff looks feeling? great. He does look good. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't aged as he became a potato, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> you know, who's a great guy though is BPG band practice guy. Oh yeah, he sent me the Tukey Jack O' Lantern. I got it yesterday, and I'm very appreciative of that. It's very exciting. Happy days. Thank you very much. BPG. Okay. I felt like I didn't get enough of uninformed women thinking that they're more important than they are. So I checked out this show called Diet Starts Tomorrow. Now, Diet Starts Tomorrow was suggested during our roundtable yesterday. Yeah. There was a lot of information flying around. There there. was. But producer Chris is good. He he writes notes down. He sent me a note. He goes, remember, you wanted to check this out. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. Based on the title alone. So this is hosted by Emily and Remy. And I'll read you the description of the show. It says, Welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow, a podcast hosted by Remy Casimir and Emily Lubin. In a world where wellness can make you unwell and beauty standards feel anything but standard, Betches Media presents a podcast that digs into the emotional side of well-being. Listen as we shed our former beliefs that made us feel bad about ourselves. We're looking at you, toxic diet culture, and laugh while doing it. We're here to amuse your boosh. Fat people justify being fat should be the title. 
<laughs> Precisely. And these women are not fat, I should point out. In oh, fact, in fa- I thought they would be for sure. Yeah, I, saw I was yeah. surprised when I saw it. Yeah. In fact, Remy is a woman that we've actually reviewed on this show before because she has a podcast called How Come about her trying to achieve an orgasm. And we reviewed that back in twenty October of 2018, five years ago. We reviewed that. So I was like, oh, that's Was she that's married? Do you remember? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. That would be bad. I, I, I would yeah, want my I wife to put out a show called, <laughs> I, I, I can't get off. Yeah. <laughs> I followed in the bed and I can't get off. That would, that would be bad. <laughs> so Remy has just quit smoking weed recently. And she's trying to figure out what to do with herself now that she's not smoking weed anymore. I replaced my weed rolling and smoking with making and drinking decaf iced tea. Uh, It gives something to do with your hands. It gives you like a little activity. It's fun. And also the decaf, like you can have it before bed. How do you make it? Yeah, I make like a big boiling thing of water. I put it in like a a vat, like big Tupperware. And then I put like five tea bags in at a time, steep for four minutes Add however much sugar you want to the hot because for a little bit I was adding sugar to when it was already cold and that it doesn't mix as well. Yeah, you want that shit to dissolve. Yeah. Put it in the fridge. Wait for like four hours until it's cold. Add ice to taste. That's slightly better than the spicy framing talk. Hold on a second. The woman goes, I've been making iced tea. And the other woman goes, how do you make it? Yeah. How do you make tea? How do you make ice? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. And ice to taste. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard someone (laughs) say. And thank you, John Russo. Yes, you're the one who suggested this for us. And I I do appreciate that. She's not married. (laughs) And ice to taste. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. So she's got another technique that she's been doing to help her quit smoking do tell yeah i think a lot of my smoking is an oral fixation but also just to like keep myself busy so when i'm feeling like the oral fixation i'll just put my hands to my mouth and go like yeah i've seen you do that yeah that really helps you yeah i don't know why it's just the act of holding something up yeah but it's nothing sucking yeah it looks like i'm yeah i played that for you because there was something that happened at the beginning of the show that i wasn't going to clip and then i heard that and I went, wait a second. So your recommendation is to put your hand up to your mouth and go in order to quit smoking. And you think that that's a, a good technique or tip Most you're giving people? Most people are people? not going to say like replace nicotine with nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like that would be <laughs> something that would work. If I ever quit drinking, I would make sure to go to bars every night yeah. just to test myself. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So no, you got to sit there and just do this with an empty glass. Yeah. <laughs> Skull. Yeah. Yeah. But. So this is what she's telling people. The way the show starts is with this. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. <laughs> Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. No shit, Sean! No shit! Yeah. That's so weird because last time I went to the doctor, they told me how to make iced tea. Right. So. <laughs> How much ice should I put in it, Doc? Well, it depends on what you want it to taste like. Uh, To taste, I guess. All right. That sounds good. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. So then Remy has this other weird habit that involves Elmer glue. Don't even ask. But this is weird. Yeah. So that, I mean, not everybody will want to do that. My dad is holding back so hard on not calling me weird for it. Like, he'll, like, come in at night and I'll be, like, doing the hand peels. And he's like, 
Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever gets you through the day, Rem. Totally. Her dad? She lives with her dad? I looked up. She's 34 years old. Why is her dad coming in the room at nighttime <laughs> and witnessing this happen? Oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> she's living with her parents still? What's going on there? So I looked up the company that's behind this, Betches Media. Betches.com here I have pulled up. And uh, it says... We are the biggest and most powerful humor platform for women and the funniest people you'll ever meet. Okay. They are. You think that's probably true? Sounds like a wager to me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I just think that if you have to tell people that you're funny <laughs> as the, in the first sentence on your website, yeah. uh, I might disagree. <laughs> I might find a reason why that's not true. We might. All right, so she's talking about how she's uh, quitting weed, and so some of the listeners are doing that too and writing to them about it. But, yeah, for me, it's been pretty good for that stuff. And, yeah, I really appreciate all the messages. Like, a bunch of people have sent me either their journeys of how they stopped smoking. A lot of people stopped because of pregnancy. A lot of people stopped because of depression. A lot of people stopped because they heard the episode, and they were like, wow. They were like, whoa, I'm going through the same stuff mentally. Like, maybe the weed is the problem for me, too. I hate the term journeys. Yeah. What is it about? Am I crazy for that? When people are like, they're going through their own journeys. Journey is the new narrative. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. Your mental health journey, your wellness journey, yeah. your this journey. Yeah. When I was 19, I quit smoking cigarettes. It wasn't a journey. It wasn't an adventure. I just decided to stop smoking cigarettes. It's actually pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was not a journey. <laughs> Once you smoked, now you don't. <laughs> now I do not anymore. That's what it was. Okay. How much iced tea did you have to drink in order to stop? <laughs> well, I added sugar. <laughs> okay. Okay. But only when it was hot, so it would dissolve better. Smart. We're learning a lot, aren't we, actually, now I think about it. I'm retaining all this information for some reason. Now we have our segment of the show that actually makes the show. It's the Dear DST. So they have listeners write in, and these two idiots try to give them advice, which is always great yes. when people who have their shit, they don't have their shit figured out at all, and they do a show that gives out advice to women who probably need real help. I just finished hiking the Colorado Trail a few days ago, which is a 500-ish mile road that took me 35 days to hike. Now that I'm back, I've realized I lost the weight that I had gained past my typical set point over the past year or two due to a variety of mental and physical health reasons. I now fit in the clothes that I hadn't been able to wear for a while now. Think Regina George stretchy pants are all that fit me right now vibes. Sweatpants are all that fit me. Which feels good mostly because I had told myself after this trip that if they still didn't fit that I was going to get rid of all of them and buy clothes that actually do fit. So happy to save some money. Hard relate. But beyond that, I'm having a hard time grappling with this change in my body. This past year, I thought I'd feel good if I could just get back to my typical set point range. But if it wasn't for fitting in those clothes again, I don't know that I'd even be able to recognize the change. Mm. And I still look at my body with so much displeasure in how I look. Fuck the society that created this internal monster. Which is society's fault because... <laughs> so this overweight woman who fits in her skinny clothes again is happy about that because she was going to have to buy new clothes. No, you should be happy about that because that's what you should. You should be back at your ideal weight. I would think that's probably a good thing. But I love the fact that she has to put in there. And I would love being fat if it weren't for society telling me that it, it's gross. No, you you would still think it was gross, even if society <laughs> didn't, didn't tell you that. 
pretty sure. Was there a question in there? For Hold you? on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when do we get to the fireworks it's, factory? It's quite rambling, I know, but right, okay. um, right. this is the second part of it, and this woman is a mental patient. I really want to take advantage of my body already being fit and feeling strong and maintain some exercise activity, but I don't know where to start. I'm hoping if I can maintain some exercise, I'll be able to focus more on just feeling strong and healthy and less on the fear that I have of my body changing, especially because I'm feeling hints of more disordered type thoughts than I've had in a long time. Well, don't talk to a podcast about it. Talk to a professional. Exactly. (laughs) What's going on with this woman? Also, how do you maintain exercise? Dude, this is so so fucking stupid. She's spending way too much time with her thoughts. My advice, get a drinking problem going. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Producer Chris and I tell everyone every week, you got to develop a drinking problem. It'll solve all of these things. Yeah, don't have a personality. Right, 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 now, right now, I'm not at my, what did she say, her set weight point or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something like that. I would hope that if I walked for a month straight, when I got back home, yeah. I would be skinnier. Yeah. <laughs> I would just assume it was going to happen. She walked morning to night every single day for whatever it was, 35 days to go 500 miles. And then she's like, and I don't even like exercise. Like, well, seem like you could pull it off. Like, keep that going. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, Especially if you're getting results. That would be uh, my advice. But if you want a reason to hate these two women who are hosting the show, Emily and Remy, I got one for you right here. Humans were very, very varied. Like, as a group, you know, very, um, very, 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 <laughs> um, it's true though. And love the sound of their own voices. Yes. <laughs> and that chirpy quality. I fucking hate. That's what I love about Lucy. Yeah. She looks like a woman. She talks like a dude. <laughs> when she talks, that's great. <laughs> what a compliment. What a charmer this guy is. The chirpy and the lapsing into the accents. A lot of women do that. Yes. Yeah. Because they think that's funny. Because they can't say things that are funny. Opie does that, too. Wait, but it was mm-hmm. funny. They're the funniest women. They're the funniest well, people right. on the planet. The funniest people I've They're ever batches. met. Hold on a second. Let's pull this back up again. i got to be reminded. <laughs> oh. uh, we are the biggest and most powerful humor platform for women and the funniest people you'll ever meet. Ha <laughs> ha! Very, very varied. And our fans are just the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about giving this woman advice because... She's back to our ideal weight, and she's all up in her own head about how do I say it this way? What do, what do I do? So here's some really good advice here. Try a lot of different things. And then <laughs> if you end up getting bored by one thing, move on to the next thing. And it doesn't need to be every day at all. Maybe once a week at first, twice a week. Really whatever you're comfortable doing and and really notice the difference. And I think if you focus on that. So she's talking about exercising uh-huh. once a week. I've never heard anyone say, you should exercise once a week. That's terrible advice. That's how you get results. <laughs> yes. I'm, speaking of, I'm so confused. I just did this thing that got me these results. What do I do? Yeah, now what do I do? Like, keep doing that? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, what you need to do is you need to start exercising. You don't have to do it regularly or even at all. <laughs> no, no, you do. That's, that's how exercising works. I would like to subscribe to her newsletter. <laughs> it's so stupid. And this is also really stupid. The hardest part of a workout is the 30 minutes before when you have to really hype yourself up mm-hmm. to do it. <laughs> if that's the hardest part, you're not doing a workout. <laughs> right. I think it was Chad doing the hype train. That's his workout. <laughs> and that's a long time to hype yourself up. A half yeah, hour? Half hour. Dude, if, I, if I'm a half hour out from exercising, I'm not even thinking about it. Right. Yet. right. I'm still eating lunch. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I thought that was really stupid. And then I have uh, one more clip on here. So this is this uh, this set point theory, this idea that we all have an ideal weight that our bodies should be and we should know what that is. The thing about set point, and we've talked about set point on the show before, which if you don't know, it's a theory that your body wants to stay in. Usually it's a 10 to 15 pound range. Mm -hmm. um, And that's where it is most comfortable. So pushing below that proves to be very difficult. And then if you're not doing very much exercise, if you are eating intuitively, you should stay in that range. It's hard to know what it actually is mm. um, if you're that much in your head about it. So totally. like, you know, she she's saying, oh, I just wanted to get back to my set point, And now that I'm at my set point, I don't even worry about the set point. That's retarded. <laughs> it's hard to know what your ideal weight should be when you think about it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, then it is hard to know. What? Yeah, just don't think about just it. Don't right? worry. Just don't think about it. Yeah, just whatever. Who cares? What kind of advice is this? I exercise once a week, and who cares what weight you are? Great. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> and both of our hosts are just such experts. One's like, oh, do you want to field this one? This is more uh, you. <laughs> yeah, right. I got this one. Don't worry. So, did not disappoint. Uh, diet starts tomorrow. Thank you. For coming up with that suggestion, uh, Johnny Russo, much appreciated. All right, let's get Mary Beth in here. We got to get some more talent on the screen, I think. Hey, Mary Beth. There she is. Hello. Good to see you. It's it's been a minute, so uh, welcome back to the show. (laughs) Good to see you again. I hope everything's working properly. Usually I'm in his office. I know. I was going to say, I didn't realize you guys had two different uh, rooms. Well, studio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in there. We're doing well out here in New Jersey. Yeah, I can see that. Very... We've been looking at a third room, but you know we don't want to get too crazy. <laughs> All right, we're gonna catch an alien, everyone. This is uh, everyone's favorite game on the internet today. It's time for everyone's favorite game show to catch an alien. Are you ready to play? To catch. An alien. We had a, a marketing presentation, and I'm one of those people that I I have good, but on paper when I write it, you could never understand anything I ever put on paper. Patient, and I'm one of those people that I I have good, but on paper when I write it, you could never understand anything I ever put on paper. What did Tommy say? Wow, this is a little different uh, style right here. Very short, too. Yeah. This is like match game right now. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. Thinking. B. Idea-ing. Next. Braining. (laughs) Four. Wording. Lastly, marketing to wow. catch an alien. Wow, this what is a say tough you, one. Lady K. I'm one of those people that have very good blank, but when I write it, what did he say again? When I write it, you can never understand. Huh. Um, I I don't know why he would pick it if it was thinking. I don't think he would pull this one. I don't think anyone would say idea-ing. It's not even easy to say. <laughs> um, I guess I got to go with four-wording, although, again, I don't know why that would be interesting, but that, that's my that's my answer. What do you what do you think, Lucy Tightbox? I'm going to go with next-braining. All right, you got braining. 
All right, Bri. Uh, I I know it's the unpopular choice, but I like ideaing. Okay, no, it's, <laughs> you could be right. I don't have all the answers, obviously. Mary Beth, I was actually gonna go with thinking. Okay, so is wording the only one we or marketing we didn't have? Marketing. Uh, I'm picking. Oh, you've picked. Next it. I'm sorry. Braining. You're taking braining. Yep. All right. Everyone's playing at home. Let's find out. To catch an alien. We had a, a marketing presentation, and I'm one of those people that I, I have good wording, but on paint, when I oh, write it, you can never. Oh, him. No, I got oh, it. Did, didn't did I? That, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Number four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why he picked this. Anyway, anyway. Never understand anything I ever put on paper. So we use chat GPT with it, and, and it's unbelievable how good it is, and it, and it can tweak it, and like you said. I, I mean, we when Peter McCullough was in here, Dr. Malone, you name it, they've been, and we'll play with it. And it, and it he's like, the, like McCullough was like, yeah, wow, that is right, you know? But then you, you go and you think further, because you say, okay, well, we had the horse and buggy, and then we went to car, and everybody freaked because nobody's going to make horse and buggies anymore. <laughs> then they shifted to cars. So you try to be positive, and you say, okay, well, you know, uh, AI, you know, like you said, everybody just uses AI so loosely, but you build something that takes away jobs, basically, a robot or of some sort. Now, at some point, somebody comes in and... He's good with wording. Yeah. I got I to give it to him. He's telling it. He censor that. And now, instead of it telling you the correct medical information, it's telling you the information based on an agenda. And that's, without a doubt, going to happen. And sorry, chat GPT, but it's already happening with them. It already is. If you put in the oh, right yeah. question, you know. That's why, I mean, I. And then Google's is even worse. Yeah. So now yeah. when you have that, now you go to type that in, and now you have to question that, and you might as well go back to, to, to the books again, you, you know. So what I was hoping was that you were going to tell me that uh, you guys are working on a tower chat GPT. Um, no, we are, we're not. I actually, I... that's all for this time. <laughs> Come back next uh, time to find out if you have the totally non biased written books needed to catch an ant. Does he realize that books are written by people too, and people generally have them? <laughs> I love it when he brought to you by subredditsurfing.com. Sign up for our new Patreon today. Then Uranus got hit. Mm-hmm. And it's- <laughs> I got to give it to Cardiff. He promotes the yo, remember the 90s on our midweek show because that's Friday. And on the weekend show, he promotes Separate Surfing because that's Monday. It's almost like he's scheduled these shows around these promotions that we do for him here on WATP. Yeah. That one smart potato, <laughs> I have to say. What have we done today? Some would say we've done it all because we talked about. The girls next door going to the next level. We talked about a song parody contest. We got into Jerry Banfield's music and his new hits he's creating. <laughs> Patrick Michael with his Breadscar Wheat Club. Chad Zumach entering an amateur comedy contest. Suttering John quitting podcasting. Band practice guy sending me two key. Diet starts tomorrow. So you know what that means. It's t- oh, and I obviously caught an alien. How did I forget that? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm the big winner. Victory lap, I'm yeah. the big winner over here. <laughs> so that means it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The this is the part of the show we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on the next episode of Who Are These Podcasts? And let's remember that it is Jack Tober, everybody. Cock a doodle doo. Get up and get at it. It is Wednesday morning. Yes, the big show is here to guide you through this hump day, October the 4th. And look, it's Billy. Hey. Tater. Why, hello. Say bye-bye. Got nice hair. Randy. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Jack, oh, looked up. Jackie done a skate. <laughs> she'll be back. That's how it'll end, you know? <laughs> One day she'll just disappear. <laughs> like the runaway bride. <laughs> yeah, she ain't got them crazy eyes on. Oh, right. Like Marcy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. This is the John Boy and Billy Big Show, a suggestion from Sir Seat Sitter. <laughs> And he's the host of Abs and a Six Pack, a show that I was on just a couple weeks ago. I don't think I mentioned that I was on that show, but you should check that out. And we'll be doing that with uh, Trucker Andy. Sounds like it'll be a fun one for us to uh, to go through. So that was one that I guess he grew up listening to and uh, said it would be a good one for Jocktober. Brian, thank you so, so much for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, you have Tell Him Steve Dave. People can uh, can check that show out. You guys have a Patreon. Got it all. <laughs> you got it. All. Yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> what are you doing on the Patreon these days? Uh, we recently started a, a show where we go through old TV guides from the '70s and talk about the shows that we loved. Oh, that's and fun. you would think, like on the surface, it sounds like so you're just reading old magazines to people now, which we are. But for some reason, people love it. They love hearing you reminisce about the shit you really liked as a kid. Well, yeah, because TV was fucking crazy in the 70s. Yeah. It was very different, a very different animal back then. Everyone was watching the same shows. If you try to do that yeah. nowadays, like every show has 2% of the population watching it. No one knows the fuck you're talking mm-hmm. about. But. And there's so many social messages instilled that you're just like, oh, fucking forget it, man. I don't want to do <laughs> right, this Right, yes. Good point. Uh, I do have one more thing to promote, though. Please. And that's uh, my friend, Zia, you know, Zia Anderson. I do. Uh, she has an OnlyFans, and uh, my wife joined her for a fun backyard shoot. Really? So that's up there right now. It was yeah. in our backyard. That's nice. what he means by backyard. It was in our backyard. Yeah. I didn't say back door. Back door. <laughs> I said backyard. Uh, well, that is exciting because Zia is lovely. I met her at Chrissy Mayer's wedding, and of course, Mary Beth is also lovely. We met her in uh, New York City, so I can only imagine that's on whose OnlyFans, Zia's? Zia's, yeah. Okay. And Carl, let me tell you. Yeah. They both show them. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. All right. Well, uh, typically we save those sorts of things for our Patreon, but I'll let you get away with it this time, Mary Beth. <laughs> well, you're, you're, once, once your review girls show them, they go missing. That's true. We yeah. have yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, or you can always get a really fun, candid shot of news girls like this one. <gasps> Ooh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Always reading the news that Lucy tight Fox <laughs> always wants to be informed and know what's going on. And uh, speaking of the news, do we have a net news segment? We do. That you can read for us. Uh, well, we'll find out if I can read it. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's baby steps. Let's, let's, let's news, everyone. <laughs> 
From Patreon, Mr. Hamilton Burger inquires, did Carl make it or was he devoured alive by happy, but nope, I can't read it as the answer, but happy by Bill's fans. Dave Swigert spews some truth. What do you get when you mix Bill Maher and Down syndrome? God damn, I hate Tom Myers. Somebody needs to find his bully and beat their fucking ass for not bullying him enough. He should move to the part of Baltimore that was featured in The Wire. I'm sure it's well run by Democrats. Grift Strong Wiener requests, Step on me, Kendi. And over at Reddit, we find gangreneously with Tom Myers became a valley girl over the summer? Every joke he told ended like a question? He didn't realize Havard of Grace was actually in California? Baby Butters has some questions. Who told Tom Myers to take the summer off and come back as Jerry Seinfeld with no punchlines? And what drugs was Tom's mother doing when she when he was in the womb? Is he the first comedian with fetal alcohol syndrome? Carl, I need less stuttering John and more Tom Myers. Not P10 asks, was it just me or was anyone else thinking producer Chris is no! for sure? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I gotta ask. Brian, what's going on over there? What just happened? I'll go investigate. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Back to you, Lucy. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Not P10 asks, was it just me or was anyone else thinking producer Chris is for sure signing up for that cheating group for access to loose women? Joggerlicious. The host of the Other Woman and the Wife podcast sounds like the stupidest of all the fucking stupid blabbermouth cunts. And I'm getting... Bad news, Carl. Uh-oh, what happened? Turns out the uh, the puppy chewed his uh, certificate of achievement. That's worth <laughs> breaking, the, breaking the flow of the show for. Oh, no! <laughs> My dog ate it. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> null and void now, Jeez. unfortunately. Yeah. He's going to have to go back to school like Rodney. <laughs> Oh, the irony. <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. Sorry, sorry, sorry Lucy. Lucy. We're, no, really, we're uh, really testing you this that time. That was yeah. 100% worth it. <laughs> Joggerlicious. The host of the Other Woman and the Wife podcast sounds like the stupidest of all the stupid fucking blabbermouth cunts. And I'm getting a real weenie in the butt energy from the Bob and Tom show. Cultural Hope. I've read articles where they want to put FM radio back on cell phones. Please don't. This is the crap we have to look forward to. There is a clear reason people like podcasts. Severe Piccolo agrees, right? If I want to listen to talk, I have podcasts. If I want to listen to music, I pay 10 bucks a month to have any song, and I don't have to listen to some rando's shitty playlist with commercials between songs. Turds Duck and Opines, Bob and Tom are the hackiest hacks that ever hacked. Stabach Lover 17, new review girl seems fine. Needs to wear a low-cut top to really know for sure, though. Three PXP, how big is the new re- how big is the new review girl's hog? And from YouTube, <laughs> Martin Cosmos comments on Stut Joe. This is just way too easy. It's like watching someone trying to fight a lightsaber with a breadstick. JLBT Web, imagine a sixty-year-old guy bragging about taking a shower. And Doom three four zero four plays us out with. John thinks YouTube is like a giant game of Stratego. Oh my god. I still can't say it. I'm going to give up now. Stratego. Thank you. Oh, I got you now, (laughs) Shuli.
the newsiest news that ever newsed. Oh, Nailed it. <laughs> Very good. And I'm sorry I stole your thunder with the dork and kindy oh, was... line. That was uh, definitely. Well, that, that was worth it. That was a fun one in there. It was. Yes, it was worth it. All right. Um, let's get right into voicemails without any further ado. Mary Beth, is there anything else you want to promote besides your uh, OnlyFans and your dog being a bad dog? <laughs> He's a good boy. He just... well, we're giving about... a dog up for adoption. You should promote that. <laughs> no. yeah, right. no. <laughs> Who wants a bad dog? No. Oh, Ryan's sleeping on the couch. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, look at no. this. How could you be mad at him? Is it a him or a her? It's a him. It's a him. Yeah. yeah. No. All right. I take Turn it all, around. I it. take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> do you have uh, you have some new reviews to read for us there? Yes, I do. Mary I Beth? have a awesome. couple for you. Listened once. A friend suggested this as an entertaining podcast. I've deleted that friend and the show for my life. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's probably a five-star review, right? Yep. Okay, thank you. Okay, and then another one, valid criticisms. Uh But I feel like I'm listening to a morning show. Uh, Yeah, I like morning shows, so that works out pretty well. Is that a three-star review? It's a one-star. I didn't get uh, a couple stars for the valid criticisms. Yeah, right? Damn it. All right, well, thank you for uh, sending in those reviews. It helps the algorithm, I'm told which is always good for the show. So thank you muchly. Uh, Want to hit some, some voicemails and call it a day, everyone? Let's do it. All right. Starting off with a guy who's very excited about our new review girl, Kendi. So, Carl, um, I like the new news babe, uh, Kimby or whatever her name is. Um, it's pretty cool that you got, finally got a news babe that I feel like I can fuck. <laughs> uh, just kidding. She has beautiful hair and the cutest dimples. Have a call, babe. Peace. All right. So this guy thinks he's got a chance. I'll uh, <laughs> shoot you a number. Good luck. See what happens. Hey, Carl. Did you hear about the Mexican Russian Siamese twins? It turns out they had dos vaginas. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this thing on? <laughs> That's great. Okay. Hello. Uh, a guy from uh, Buffalo calling in. Dude, I was listening to the fucking WATP at my uh, earbuds in at work, and all of a sudden my buddy comes over, my coworker, and he goes, "Dude, you all right? You all right?" And I go, "Yeah. Why? What's going on?" Well, apparently, when I was listening to the fucking Tom Myers portion, I was wincing, visibly wincing. <laughs> it looked like I was in pain. Didn't even realize I was doing it. And he thought I was fucking, like, having a stroke or something. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude. That John Myers is fucking, I mean, he is tough to listen to. Yeah. Shit. He'll do that. But anyway, man, I thought that was I like it. Uh... All right, buddy. Later. Keep up. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> we all got through it together. So, hey Carl, it's Nico from Canada. Is it just me, or is the dues payer a pretty cool nickname? John uses it every time, like it's this great sick burn on Shuli. And I just picture like a really nice old uh, jazz lounge with a marquee out front that says "Tonight Only." Uh, Rembrandt, the dues payer Brown on the saxophone. I don't know. <laughs> It just doesn't really sound that insulting. Okay, bye. Call me back. Yeah, actually, it's a good point. If you didn't know the origin of it, 
It's actually kind of a cool name. I'm with you on that. I'm feeling it. Um, oh, so I was t- we were talking about Flat Earth last week. I almost went back and revisited because I didn't watch the whole episode yet. And it's so funny hearing Eddie Bravo talk to Roseanne Barr. Maybe I'll get back to it. But So we were talking about Flat Earth and how Eddie Bravo is talking about, they think that we're going 1,000 miles per hour, and that's going 30,000 miles per hour in that direction, and then the whole universe is going 28 billion miles per hour. So I was trying to explain if you were in an airplane going 500 miles per hour is very different than when you're on the land going 500 miles per hour. And apparently my simplification of it was not the correct simplification of it. Of course. Someone's going to correct me on that. Carl, it's Ben from Dover. Listen, flat earthers are really stupid, but your argument against them, or at least one of them, was kind of dumb too. Okay. The reason that we don't feel the earth moving is because force has nothing to do with velocity and everything to do with acceleration. That's Newton's second law. We don't feel it because we can't perceive the earth accelerating because it doesn't happen that fast at all. That's why. All right, call me back. It actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you for correcting me. People love to be corrected. <laughs> There's nothing like having a podcast to let everyone point out how dumb you are about shit, right? Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Wouldn't it be funny if we were just able to capture people's conversations for two hours a week and just post about the internet? Unbeknownst mm-hmm. to them, people could just analyze the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, the cow photographer calling into the show again. Carl, cow photographer, you still haven't posted Podcast Hitman's jail address. I'm supposed to send him smuts, and you have not allowed me to enable his really bad behavior. So could you please post that in the show notes this week? Bye. Yeah. Yeah. If you need to send nudes of Vic to... Send them to our P.O. Box first. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get we'll it over sure. to him. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Who are these dot com is where you can find that. Hey, Carl. Gary in San Diego. Well, I guess my last call just dropped off all of a sudden. So I'm going to try and recreate it. Okay. Uh, John, on his Film Fest Friday, he said he was going to have a list of Academy Award nominees who didn't win. So I figured, okay, he's done a lot of homework here, like he always does. And what he does, he actually pulls up a list from the Internet, and he starts reading off people that were nominated but didn't win. So he, for example, he says, Ed Norton didn't win for the uh, American History X. Can you believe it? He was great. <laughs> what he should have done is say, who did win? Yeah. And then he could do a comparison. Right. But he's a little too lazy for that. Then he keeps reading the list, and he gets to uh, in the heat of the night, but I guess his eyes are not proper, and he goes, Paul Newman didn't win for in the heat of the night. Can you believe it? Wait, what? Paul Newman was not in heat of the night. He was probably talking about the hustler, but – John's just too lazy to do his homework. <laughs> anyway, it was a fiasco that uh, Film Fest Friday is just laziness. He's too lazy to do any homework and put on a real show. Anyway, I'm not going to forget my catchphrase, rock and roll. All right, rock and roll to you, Gary. <laughs> Gary watches these shows so closely, and we reached out to him to see if he wanted to be part of the roundtable. Actually, what happened was, and I wish I was making this up, I'm not. Cardiff reached out to Judy and asked Judy to ask Gary if he'd want to come on. And Judy's response was, Gary's flattered by the invite, but he actually really dislikes John a lot and he'd get very angry. 
if he was part of our round table. So I get, he seems like such a happy-go-lucky guy. And I was surprised by that answer. He's like, oh, really? Because it seems like he's having a lot of fun with that. But he's actually watching going, it was the hustler! It was the fucking hustler, you idiot! Yeah, beat the shit out of Judy. <laughs> this guy's so stupid! Hey, Carl. Gary in San Diego. Well, in reference to your uh, Stuttering John roundtable, I don't know if you're going to have people in the studio or it's all going to be Zoom or what, but if you do have people in the studio, uh, discussion on Stuttering John can get pretty heated. I suggest as people come in, you frisk them and look for concealed weapons. <laughs> That's for sure. Especially check Cardiff. He's always carrying something on him. And uh, check for Derringers, too. Okay. I'm not going to forget my catchphrase. Rock and roll. No, we, were, we didn't think you would. Don't worry about that, Gary. Does Cardiff carry his Derringer in his, uh, in his purse or in his garter? It's <laughs> a good question. It didn't get heated. We laughed our asses off. It was, it, <laughs> but, you know, apparently Gary thought it was going to get heated for some reason. Yeah, John's not going to be there. Yeah, we're not upset about him. We think he's funny. Hey, pendejo. This is your third Mexican listener from Houston. Don't call me back. All right. All right. Look at that. Very exciting. Our numbers are growing. They really are. B. Dabbler had his um, 50th episode today, and I, I took a peek while I was uh, prepping this morning. I saw that Lorenzo Ariola was yeah. on the show. Saw a couple minutes of that. Is he Mexican? He has a little affectation going on. Mm. I mean. Can I count it? Sure. Can we be up to about five now? Three and a half. <laughs> okay. Good enough. Hey, Carl. Gary from San Diego. <laughs> uh, my neighbor Sandy just left, and she was talking to Judy, and I saw some tears in her eyes. Oh, no. So after she left, I said to Judy, I said, why was Sandy crying? She says, well, Sandy's really upset. She thinks that she's never going to get to hear those A-listers. That John promised to interview on his podcast <laughs> since uh, since he quit. Yeah. She said, no more A-listers. She left really teary-eyed. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'll keep you posted. It's a sad story, though. Okay, out. <laughs> oh, poor Sandy. She really likes that content that John puts out. It's too bad. <laughs> he didn't say the catchphrase. Oh, he brought the catchphrase. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leave, leave me with blue balls over here. Yeah, God damn it. The worst. All right. Lucy, once over with Kaylee. I forgot to mention your uh, YouTube channel. That's a thing. It's uh, C-A-Y-L-E-Y. That's correct. And this month I'll also be on with Tony at Hack the Movies. And he's Ooh. joining me on my channel as well. So nice. Exciting month of October. Look at you with celebrities on your show. I know. It's Tony amazing. from Hack the A-list. Movies. Yeah, that's a big deal right there. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. What are you going to be talking about? What movies? Um. Well, we are talking about on my channel, we'll be talking about Slumber Party Massacre 2, which is very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on his channel, we will be doing the remake of Last House on the Left. Nice. So Is Slumber Party... Excellent movie. Yes. Is, that, is the remake Excellent good? movie. Oh, the remake is awesome. The, 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 the original is not good. one thing. What's, What's it missing? Well, you got to come and watch the review to find out. Ooh. That's a tease right there. Jeez, I told you that's a tease. Always teasing. 
So Slumber Party Massacre 2, that's not the one with the guitar. Oh, it sure is. Oh, it I is. fucking love that <laughs> Oh, it sure is. Yeah. yeah, I watched that with Trucker Andy not too long ago. It's, it's a fun great. One. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's like a musical. It is, a, it is entirely a musical. The yeah. music drives the plot, and you have to listen to all of every single song that happens. Is it better than Grease? I mean, yeah, it's apples and oranges. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're about the same, I would think. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and trying to read the news. Yes, I will keep trying. <laughs> All right, we, we, keep trying. We appreciate Lucy. that. I think Mary Beth decided to sabotage you there. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It was my dog. Yeah. I don't think Go that. Get him. Get him. I don't think that anything could have been helped for me. Probably not. Probably not. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's it. over. <laughs> are we done here? I think we are. Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. <laughs> Give me that okay, certificate. <laughs> ah, Carl, I love you. Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. Bye.